0: I'd rather be part of a renaissance than a revolution. I'd rather change the world with ideas and free speech than with force. Because when you use force, you don't always change minds. Instead, you imprison them. I wrote this today for Facebook and posted it as my status update. And it really is something that I've been thinking about a lot. What is a renaissance? versus a, a revolution. A renaissance is something that I can identify with recently, having changed some of my political views, having adapted to new information that I've received, and deciding to keep looking for newer and newer information so that I can keep evolving and growing and learning new things. Basically, that's the idea to keep learning new things, understand viewpoints, make sure I haven't missed anything, and try to formulate them into an idea of what I believe, what I accept, where I stand on things, at least for today. And that's important because where you stand on things today might not be where you stand on things tomorrow. Those things can change, and they should change. Mm. You can't just stay in one way of thinking for your whole life. It's not going to work like that. It, it never works like that. It's very hard because life always changes. Things are going to happen to you. Things are going to affect you. And like the old saying goes, it's, it's not the things that happen to you so much that shapes you. It's, it's how you deal with those things that happen to you. And so I was thinking about the difference between a renaissance and a revolution. Now, a revolution is when a bunch of people take up arms and resist, fight a government or a a power of some sort. And they do it with force. They yell, they fight, they punch, they kick, they scream, they bring weapons. And that's basically a mob. And you see examples of this in news all the time. There's recently in France, I don't know too much about it, I think it's called something like the uh, Yellow Vest Revolution or Yellow Vest Protest, something like that. And they're protesting something in France, which, to be honest, I haven't looked into yet, so I can't comment too much. But it's a sort of revolt, it's a sort of... Mm, not quite to the point of revolution, but the basic idea makes you think, do those people who are doing that all understand exactly the same thing in what they're doing? Are they all completely unified by the same deep beliefs and understanding that they've come to through searching things out? And obviously, if you think about it, the answer is probably no. They have something that they're unhappy with. And like I said, I'll probably have to look more into that so I can comment better on it. But generally that's what a revolution or revolt is all about. You could be the person speaking to the crowd, leading a revolution, and talking about all the glorious ideas of your revolution. And the people in the crowd are cheering and getting all excited and really into what you're saying, but do they really understand what they're doing there? Did they come to those conclusions themselves through thought and research, through deep understanding of the policies or the positions of that particular group? And that's the difference between a resistance or a revolt or any of those words that you want to use to characterize that, and a renaissance. A renaissance is different. A renaissance comes through changing of minds through logical principles, through rational thought, through a deeper understanding of science. All those things that you could say the people in that crowd, who are part of a renaissance, are not just following a charismatic speaker so much. They're not just going with a group, going with a crowd, getting excited with the fervor of the moment and doing it that way. They thought deeply about the real ideas behind their cause. And so you see a renaissance in... Science, for instance, versus religion. At some point, there was, there was religion controlling a lot of the English-speaking world or Europe. Religion was exercising a tight grip on people, making them afraid to do anything outside of that. And when people started thinking about science or about astronomy... Or any of those different disciplines that are actually based in some rationale, not just a belief system so much. There was resistance to that. And some of those people got killed for their belief in those things. But overall, over time, that resistance to the popular thinking was what you would call a renaissance. Because it changed minds through logic and made people think. It didn't change minds through some sort of a bloody revolt and conflict where the winner was determined by who could fight best and who could beat up the most people. It was changed in that situation by thought, by presenting the better idea. And I see that a lot in what's happening right now with what they call the intellectual dark web, with all those people that are speaking real truth, real questions, real things that people have on their mind, and are drawing a following because of that. And I think in our own life, that's the way we should really do things. If you do things suddenly, as a, revolution might sound cool a lot of people think it's cool to call something a revolution to go out and protest and really they don't know what they're protesting exactly they just know they're there they're part of a group they feel enthralled by it they feel cool because they're there with all these other people they have power when you make changes in your life I don't know if that's the best way to do it. And I have done some things in that way, where it was a, just a revolt, where I didn't think it through, where I just said, I'm doing this other thing, and I don't care about the consequences. But when I did things that I would categorize as a renaissance of thinking, those were things that were very beneficial to me. And I'm sure some of you are thinking, well, probably sometimes a revolt is also okay, too. I don't know. In this category, I'm going to say the benefits of a renaissance instead of a revolt or a revolution. When you change your thinking based on newer ideas, it means that you were looking at those things that were presented and you were considering them deeply. It wasn't just a quick snap of your fingers and change your mind because someone told you this is the way you should be thinking now this is what's cool or some kind of a desire based on it could be many things based on greed based on you wanted power you wanted something that you felt you've been denied your whole life and it was a quick change instantly without much thought and you went and did that thing and and those are the things where you probably would look back and say, that might have been a mistake. Yeah, you had the experience, maybe you learned something from it. But those things can become regrets, because you didn't think it through. A renaissance, a real change in your thinking, a real consideration of ideas, changes you to the core, and you stay in that change because you know why you did it because you really thought about it. A revolution, on the other hand, might not last. When I was younger, I joined a church, and that church turned out to be a cult, and I keep saying that I'll mention more about that, and maybe I'll really go in detail into that some other time, but for now, what you need to know is that that was a pretty quick choice. I went there, I was looking for something, these people were around, they influenced me, they told me things that I wanted to hear. They love bombed me, which is an expression when you join a cult. They they give you a lot of attention, they give you a lot of appreciation, make you feel welcomed into the so-called family. And because of that I, I had a sort of revolution in my my thinking and i went to that place and did a lot of things there and now when i'm out of it because i did come out of it and that's a good thing so when i went into it i went into it as a as a revolt as a revolution and when i went out it was more of a renaissance so the thing that i did going in didn't last Although I was in there for a while, but it didn't last. And I had regrets about it later because I did a lot of things in there. When you're in a cult, some people might not know, but you do a lot of things that are, that are guided by the mob mentality, just like a, a huge protest almost, because everyone's in there trying to think the same, trying to do the same. And to the outside, people who are not in that, you might hurt those people. You cast off your friends. You do a lot of things that you wouldn't do if you were thinking rationally. But at the end, when I left, and like I said, I'll tell you guys who are listening about that some other time because I'm, I'm sure, having brought it up a few times now, it's probably some interesting topic that you'd like to know. Don't worry, I'll get to that sometime. Maybe I can even do a another podcast with my friend, Ryan, who was also in the cult with me, and we can talk about that together if he feels like it. We'll see. But that's for another time. So getting out of that, I started to read books about cults. I started to think, what am I doing here? Why am I in this place? What... Attaches me to this way of thinking are people outside really what I've been told they are 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 my thoughts correct? And I started to realize that there was questions there and when there's questions there You don't need to fill them with answers immediately You need to search out why there's questions there You need to look at all the options that could be answers to those questions and take time, and that's what I did. I took time to look, to search, to talk, to bounce ideas off other people that I thought were somewhat like-minded. And over time, it worked. It caused a withdrawal of, of me going to that place, which by the people there, the majority of them anyways... It was seen as a bad thing. But inside of me, it was a renaissance. It was something growing. And it was taking me towards an unknown future that I didn't really understand. But I guess you never know where the future is going to go. But it was exciting again. Because in that place, the place that comes from a revolution or revolt having not thought it through 100%, you're in with all these other people and none of you, maybe, know exactly what you're doing there. It's, a, it's the difference between a quick infatuation, maybe, and an actual deep love of something. A quick infatuation is all the energy in the moment, all the emotion All those sparks that draw you somewhere, but don't last. And a a deep love for something, a deep passion for something, stays with you. It lasts long term. And that's the real importance of thinking through everything that you do. I was listening recently to some people talking about different politicians who held different views back in another time, before they were president or before they were in this other position. And some people saying, well, look at this person. They, they thought this back then in 1993, and now when they became in this other position, they changed. And they were sometimes saying that was a, a bad thing because they're flip-flopping. They're, they're changing their ideas. But I actually have a lot of respect for those people who, who can change their ideas. You look at someone who never changed their ideas, and what are they? They didn't grow, they didn't learn, they didn't evolve. They, they just stayed the same as they always were. And that's kind of boring. The things that I like to look at and like to read and like to listen to documentaries on is, is stuff like this person who was once a neo-Nazi and now they saw the error of that and they changed or this person who was once a criminal and got sent to jail and did hard time and now they're out and they changed. This person who once didn't believe in equality for people as a politician and now they changed. And those are the things that I can actually respect, because I also see that in myself and in the people that I know sometimes, that when I was in the church before, I was a different person, and people that I know now probably wouldn't have liked me, and I changed, and the people around me also who were supportive of that, they changed as well, because some of them left with me from that place. And that's something to be respected. That's something to be honored. The fact that someone can change. You're never trapped 100% by your past, by the things you did. Yes, you might make mistakes. They might be bad mistakes. And you might feel terrible. You might have regret. But you have the capacity to change those things as well. And to become... Someone else. The people who stayed behind in that church group that I was in, if I see them today, and sometimes I have, they haven't changed. They still do the same things, talk about the same ideas, sing the same songs, and nothing really enlightening has happened to them. They're boring. They, I'm miles away from where they are now, because that place they are now is where I used to be, and I kept going, and they stopped. So I guess what I'm trying to convey is that change is good, but change that is well thought out well-considered, a true renaissance of the mind. And I think that's happening in the world to a large extent. People are not seeing this a lot of the time because they're getting involved in all the revolution of it. They're, they're saying, we're going to overthrow Donald Trump and we're going to take over the government again and the Democrats will have power now. It's going to be a revolution. But they're not thinking about themselves so much that inside themselves they need to change their own thinking and stop relying on a group or a mob to direct them. They need to direct themselves by discovering new ideas and new understandings. So I hope that any of you out there who are listening, who understand what I'm saying, take it to heart. And consider that whatever mistakes you've made in the past, whatever things you regret, doesn't have to shape you. But when you come to new ideas, think those things through. Consider where you went wrong in the past. Why did you go wrong? Why did you do that thing? Maybe it's something recurring in yourself that you need to work on. And that's okay. You can work on it and you can change. You're not stuck forever being the same person you were. And if you get stuck like that, it's not going to be good for you. You need to evolve. Have a renaissance. Take your time. Consider slowly. Look at new information. Find those ideas that resonate with you. And understand why they resonate. They could be calling you to do things that you're supposed to be doing. You might not be happy in your job, for instance. And you might think, well, why am I not happy? I should be happy. I have a job. I'm making money. I'm doing what I was supposed to be doing that they always told me since I was a kid I'm supposed to have a job. But you're not happy. And you think, well, that's a bad thing because I should be happy. Is everyone else happy? Maybe not. Maybe you're not the only one who's unhappy. And if you're unhappy, you got to look at yourself and think, why am I unhappy? That unhappiness is telling you something too. It's trying to explain something to you that you need to see maybe. Because you need to start to understand what things will make you happy. And if there's things that you're not doing that could make you happy, then maybe you should consider what those things are and consider how you can get to those goals. Because maybe you're stuck somewhere. So, have a renaissance of the mind. Open to new ideas. Understand yourself better. And you can become better. You're not stuck. You don't have to stay in the same place forever. And my message to you, today, is that there's hope for you in the future and you can always change.